All right, welcome everyone to Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. This is Phil, the Phaeologist, and once again joining me today is Grepstein. How are you doing, Greps? Hey, Phil, how's it going? Doing well. I, uh, yeah, what a night, right? <laughs> it's overwhelming every time they come out with one of these Fade channels, how many things you have to relearn about the game. Seriously, like, I keep going back and watching the video looking through the update, you know, just to really understand it. But <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I, I, I barely got any sleep last night. I think I was thinking about this all, all night, <laughs> but yeah, I understand that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so if you don't know, uh, today, Greps and I are going to talk about the Faye channel and kind of give you some thoughts and our reactions to it. Uh, before we get into it, I wanted to mention that we, I have a survey going on uh, on Reddit right now. If you didn't notice in the last episode with the character Clash, I decided to go, you know, kind of take a page from Greps' book and send us a, a type of survey out to kind of get your opinion on uh, both Nino and Soren and, you know, to kind of help with the analysis there. And so I, I really liked it and I really appreciated the response that I got from it. And going forward with those, I wanted to include you as listeners, if you didn't have the opportunity to participate in that, uh, to be able to know that another survey is out, I will post the link to the Google Doc on, on the show notes afterwards, and you can go ahead and participate, and that'd be great. So just wanted to throw that out there. It's on Marth's Weapon Refinery as well, uh, just so you know. But anyway, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into uh, this uh the faint channel. So um, there's a lot to talk about. And so let's, let's start with uh, some of the changes that will start immediately with the version update, which would be tomorrow. And let's start with a discussion with the weapon refinery. And, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, the, the structure of how we'll go through this, I know that the fate channel was kind of, uh, it was kind of like going all over the place about the things that they talked about. You know, they do that, that fun, like, summoning session of different news updates. But we'll right. go through the different updates, in, not in the same order that they presented them in Fade Channel, but we'll try to do it in the order that the changes take effect in the game, since, I don't know, that's the way that it, it's easiest for me to think about some of these things. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's more relevant, I feel like. And, uh, and so let's do that. I, I think that's a great yeah, way so to approach it. So. Some of the things have already taken effect if, if you've updated to the most uh, recent version, yeah. if you've opened the game up sometime today. And so the first thing, as you mentioned, Phil, let's get into some of these uh, weapon refinery changes and these new weapons that some new units got. So the first one we'll start off with is Wilina. So Wilina at five stars now has the option of learning four blaze. Mm. And four blaze is a 14 might weapon. And it has Chill Res 3 built into it. And I know a lot of people, when we saw Chill Res come out on Spring Catria, were really excited about the potential of using that with Reinhardt. Yeah. And I think that this, uh, this update with Walina is going to make her Reinhardt's, the old Reinhardt, uh, Mage <laughs> Reinhardt, uh, yeah. she's going to be his new best friend because she's going to be able to help him out a lot and she's a different color, so I think this is a cool update. You don't have to spend any uh, Divine Dew or uh, Refinery Stones to get this update for her, so that's pretty nice. Yeah. 
So the, the second update that we got in terms of weapon evolutions is Carol and Fear. They both got the Nameless Sword. Just like Lolina, you can get the, these weapons at five stars and you don't have to spend any special resources, just the SP that it takes to get these new weapons. The Nameless Sword has 16 might and it gives a minus one cooldown count. So essentially it's like a slaying edge it has that same cooldown count effect as a slaying edge, but it's a stronger version of the slaying edge. Right. So that is what these weapons are like without spending any of these prized refining stones or divine dew to make them better. And both of them are pretty nice. I agree. I, I'm really excited to, uh, to try these out. I do have a, a Corel, you know, that's been hanging out in my barracks for almost a year now. <laughs> So, and I really enjoyed him as a character in, uh, in Blazing Blade. And so I'm, I'm excited to, to try that out on him. So now I have to say, so I, I have both of these heroes at five stars and I have to say that it's just this weapon evolution makes a little bit more sense to me from fear's point of view, mm -hmm. because it's more of a direct upgrade on the killer weapon, or if you've somehow uh, like evolved her weapon to a slaying weapon, and this is more of a continuation of that line of weapons before using Divine Dew. Mm -hmm. And for Carol, it's kind of just changing the effect that it has on his weapon because you're going from the Wodow effect of getting that 10 extra damage on specials uh, to getting this minus one cooldown count. So I, for example, had actually upgraded Carol's uh, Wodow and given him a speed refinement. So I'm not really sure which one, just between those two options, is the better one for him. Right. Uh, you're really just choosing, for, like in my case, I'm choosing between a little bit of speed and a little bit of attack and the cooldown count difference. Right. And, you know, I did the same thing with Corel too. I gave him the speed refine and I'm wondering, I mean, and, and we're going to talk about it too, that he does get his Wodow effect back with the Nameless so Sword with the mm -hmm. refine. So it's like, is it worth, you know, refining you know, yeah, using the, the weapon refine on Corel and, and you know, is, is it worth using that divine to go going back to his original effect, whereas he wasn't really a popular or strong character to begin with. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's a tough decision to make, I think, whether that's going to be worthwhile for him. But why don't we get into these these weapon refines that require the 200 divine do to take effect here? Yeah. And so first off for Lolina's weapon, she's going to get death blow three if you spend the 200 divine do for her. Mm hmm. And it's going to make her a really powerful mage, especially combined with Chill Res 3. Uh, it's a powerful effect. Right. The challenge for her with that is that she doesn't have very much speed. And a unit with really high speed that's going to get doubles is going to use Chill Res a lot better because they're going to get twice the effect mm -hmm. than a unit that's a little bit slower like her. So I would have preferred to have seen like Darting Blow on her if I had to choose between the two. Uh, although I'm not even sure if that would help her enough because her speed is so low. Right. And, you know, actually, um, to interject a little bit, I playing the game, I know Four Blaze originally had the effect where it was effective against dragons, basically. And so I thought that would have been awesome to have another tome, just like Naga's tome on Julia and, and Deidre, you know, to be on Lelina. So I think it is interesting that they have thrown Deathblow 3 on her and, yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised about that. Yeah. 
And then the other update for uh, Carol that we've already talked about, the Nameless Sword, as you mentioned, it gets this Wodao effect, uh, the plus 10 damage on special activation. And I'm just not sure if it's going to be worth the Divine Dew to upgrade him. He's not, he's probably still not a top tier unit. And Fear definitely isn't, uh, even with this update. Uh, mm -hmm. But it definitely makes them stronger if you do uh, upgrade with Divine Dew than just having one of those effects of the Wodao effect or the, the cooldown count that you get with like a slaying weapon. Right. Let's see. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. So the, the other weapons that we had were Lloyd's Regal Blade. So his Regal Blade would give you plus two attack and plus two speed uh, when the foe has 100% HP before the update. And now it gives plus three attack and plus three speed. So it's the same as Larishol's uh, Ivaldi weapon. Mm. So that's a nice boost there. Yeah. Uh, the additional bonus that it gets when you refine it with Divine Dew is it gives plus three to all stats as a spur bonus uh, just for Lloyd, not for other units, when he has an infantry mage within two spaces of him. And I think, as other people have pointed out, this seems to be uh, an homage to uh, his relationship with Nino in the game mm. in Blazing Blade. That's true. That's true. I, I, I didn't think of that. So. <laughs> I think that's a nice touch that IS does these little things like that. But that being said, I'm not sure how strong of a refinement this is, mm -hmm. uh, especially since he's a, a grand hero battle that can't be, uh, you, you can't get that many merges on him or no IVs on him to make him a little bit better. Right. Uh, Roy has his binding blade, which gains effectiveness against dragons. So we, we thought Wilina was going to get that effectiveness, but it turns out Roy is the one that gets it. Yeah. And he gets plus four defense and resistance in the enemy phase only. And he also, the most powerful effect, most, uh, most likely, is that he gets quick repost added on to his weapon when he has at least 50% hit points. So I think this is really powerful. Uh, quick repost is a really strong skill, as we've touched on before in some of our podcasts together. Yeah. And he's going to be a really strong enemy phase unit after this, I think. He really is. And... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about him, but I, I think that a big part of this Fae channel was to see if uh, they would talk about Roy's refine, and if so, how good it was going to be, because Binding Blade was such an OP weapon in mm -hmm. the game, you know, and so a lot of people would have been disappointed if it was subpar, and I think, I think they nailed it. I think they didn't give it too much power, but they, they really brought it home, and and made a, a really good weapon for Roy. Yeah, so look out to all those green dragons out there. They think they're going <laughs> to yeah. be in trouble with one more unit with effectiveness against them. Seriously. Okay, and then we also have two like sideways uh, refinements where Hector can now change his Armods to Berserk Armods, mm -hmm. and Ephraim can refine Siegfried to Flame Siegfried, and both of these upgrades uh, are just going to cost 150 divine dew as opposed to the 200 that you get uh, for new weapons. Right. So those weapons have already been in the game on different uh, alternate versions of these units. So we already have an idea of what those weapons were going to do before this update. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm curious if you have any thoughts about e either any of those two refinements or if you have other thoughts about some of these other refinements that we've touched on already. Yeah, you know, for those two refinements for Hector and Ephraim, um, I've 
you know, I've listened to some other videos and, and the opinions of other people as well about Ephraim's Flame Siegfried. I know that his Flame Siegfried works really well as a cavalry unit, as his legendary self. I don't have him myself, but I can see the benefits of, you know, the extra movement to be able to get out and isolate yourself to be able to get the effect from, from Siegfried. And so I, I wonder about its effect, effectiveness on an infantry unit. I mean, Ephraim, he does have good defense anyway. He could take the hit. I guess it's just kind of getting him out there into range of more than one opponent, basically. And so I'm, I'm a little bit iffy about that one. I don't know if I would upgrade it yet. I would have to either watch some other people do it and see if it is effective. I really like Hector's um, refine, though, to Berserk Armads. I myself have a Hector that's minus attack, and so I think that the added uh, Wrath effect and and everything that comes with Berserk Armads would work really well with the build that I have. Um, and, and, I mean, he, yeah, it's just a really good uh, uh, weapon to have, even, you know, with quick repose three as a as a seal you, know, you don't necessarily lose out on the effect with his weapon to begin with because you can you know make up for it with that seal rather than having to spend a nephany to get wrath three in his b slot you know so so i think that's an excellent refine um some other thoughts too like like i said i'm a fan of roy's refine i really like the fact that he can use qr now i you know He's not the strongest of units. He's not like Hector, who has a ton of attack and can really dish out that damage in the enemy phase. And so it'll be interesting to see how Roy does uh, does with that refine outside of being a dragon slayer, slayer, you know. And so I, but I, you know, once again, I really like how they've turned Roy into a basically a falchion user without the, you know, the uh, renewal effect on it. But um, I think I think he's going to be pretty cool and you know we're going to talk about it a little bit later too with the change in the hero pool uh in the summoning race uh roy being available as a three and four star now is awesome and so a lot of people that want to build a dragon slayer just like Krom or marth who both were added to that pool as well uh they made it more accessible to free-to-play players like me to be able to have the option to build a dragon slayer up to plus 10 if needed, you know? And, and so I think that's, that's really awesome. And I think that is one of the stronger uh, refines that we've got. I'm really excited for Lulina's as well to see how powerful she can get with her, uh, with her attack. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm really excited for Roy, Lulina and Hector uh, from this round, but do you have any thoughts as well? Uh, so I, I think I agree with you that Roy has a really strong effect. I think um, that is probably the refinement that I would prioritize out of these ones just off of my initial instincts here. We'll see how all of these changes uh, come out and how people actually use them in practice. But mm -hmm. that's the one I think goes to the top of my list to try out. The rest of them are kind of lower down on my list and I'm not sure, um, you know, there's some other units that I'd be more interested in. So uh, especially the ones that require 150 do, like for Hector and Ephraim, uh, I think those are strong effects that he gets with, with those other weapons that they can change over to, but their normal weapons are pretty powerful too. Oh, yeah. So 
sometimes you got to think about like the change in uh, how strong a unit's going to be. And I wouldn't say that it makes either of them that much stronger. But if you don't have like the Valentine's Hector or the legendary Ephraim, and I could certainly see the, the interest in maybe wanting to try out that other weapon that has a strong effect too. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's the option there. And, you know, why not use that Divine Dew on another character that gets an effect refined that will, you know, make them a much better character. Whereas you start with Hector and Ephraim, which are already strong, you know, so... Yeah, it's all about, you know, how much Divine do and where you want to spend it, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, good discussion there. Let's move on to another change that is huge. I, you know, people have been talking about this for a long time, and I didn't think they would do this at all, but they did. They Yeah, me neither. Yeah, they changed the summoning pool. Um, so basically what they did was a lot of units that were, not all, but a lot of units that were four to five star in the summoning pool uh, that were released before September. Actually, yeah, all, all of them that were released before September, not, not including ones that were released after. Um, but these characters that were four to five stars are now in the three to four star pool. Uh, just a, a few uh, numbers to throw out at you guys. 46 units were demoted. Uh, that includes 13 red, 13 blue, 9 green, and 11 colorless units. And that leaves 27 red, 17 blue, 11 green, and 9 colorless units available to summon at 5 stars. And that totals up to 64, if my math is correct. Um, so that is pretty cool. I want to turn it over to you, Greg. I know that you you mentioned a, a few thoughts uh you gave me a few thoughts uh, when you um, when we were writing up this this show. What what do you think about this whole change? Uh, I'm really excited about it. I, I agree with you. I, I really didn't think that Intelligent Systems was going to do this, and when they made the announcement, it was pretty exciting to see. And I think people are really excited about this. So I'd say the biggest thing is that now when you pull a Pity Breaker, uh, you're probably going to get a really good unit. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a little bit of summoning earlier on uh, the Bound Hero Battle to try to get Fallen Robin. Yeah. And I pulled a couple of Pity Breakers. My first one, uh, the second one that I pulled was a Dorcas. And so I was good units. And I was thinking if they didn't change the summoning pool, this probably would have been like American Hawkeye instead <laughs> of those two units. Right. So. You know, I, I really wasn't even upset to get some of these Pity Breakers. They have fantastic skills and they're fantastic units. But I think, you know, they've taken step one here. Step two is that we want, I think a lot of people still want to see some of these five-star exclusive units demoted to at least be available at four and five stars, if not uh, just at like four, three or four stars. Sure. And some of the units that I think people turn to the most uh, in the red pool are Gray, Saber, Leo, potentially Katarina. Mm -hmm. She has some really good skills, but as a unit, she she's not the best. True. Young Tiki is just kind of strange to be only available at five stars with the availability of most other dragons in the three and four star pool now, mm -hmm. aside from Minion, but yeah. she's a hunter. And then we have units like uh, Corel that it's a little bit surprising that he's five-star exclusive. Um, 
Olwyn is a really surprising one. Like we get Reinhardt available at three stars now, but <laughs> Olwyn is available at five stars. Are you kidding right. me? Seriously. It's, it seems like that should be reversed, if anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then still, the, even though the colorless pool only has 11 units in it, it still has units like Mist at five-star exclusivity, and she really just doesn't have anything that's any good. Jafar is a little bit strange that he's the only dagger unit that's five-star exclusive now. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks that he's the best dagger unit. Nope. And Faye is also five-star exclusive, and the only reason that that might make any sense is because of her fire sweep bow, but she's really not a great unit uh, on her own. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit of a prediction here. If, if intelligence systems doesn't reduce the rarity of some of those units that aren't quite as good anymore, I am thinking that perhaps they're going to release refinements potentially for young Tiki, Olwyn and Mist, because I think those are some units that really just don't have too much going on for them right now. And they could really benefit if they're going to stay in the five-star pool, they could really benefit from having some sort of a refinement to them. For sure. We also know that male corn is probably eventually going to get a refinement because they sort of teased that. I don't think they intended to, but in the rival domains picture, there's a picture of Mel Corrin's weapon with a glow around it that looks different than it does now in the game, oh, yeah. but he's no longer in the five-star pool. Right. So one thought that I had now that we're getting another version of Olwen, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, yeah. but maybe Olwen, you know, we see all these side upgrades from one weapon to another. So yeah, you're mentioning about those the side upgrade with Olwen, right? Yeah, so the only issue with that is that she if she gets some sort of a refinement, like some sort of a side upgrade like Hector and Ephraim have, that her new version is going to be a different color than she is. So I just don't know if they would they would make that sort of a change. And then the other thought about this is that Intelligence Systems had a lot of good uh, a lot of good burns and a lot of good <laughs> comments that they made. Uh, like with Faye in Faye Channel last night, and she mentioned that she likes the castle to be clean and that Alphonse must be pretty busy cleaning up around the castle. Right. And that, that made me laugh out loud just thinking about how Intelligence Systems uh, knows that Alphonse isn't any good and they're calling him a bench warmer too. I love how IS has been doing that recently. They, they just take up all the memes and they just internalize it and just run with it. So <laughs> I can't believe that. Like, why didn't we get refinements for the Asker trio? If they know how bad these units are, you'd yeah. think that we'd get something to make them viable at least. <laughs> Seriously, I know. Uh, you know, hopefully in the future, they they will remedy that situation and, and give these the trio something to work with, you know, because they desperately need that. But, um, but what are your thoughts on some of these, these uh, updates to the summoning pool? Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with you that um, with the side uh, refinements with Hector and Ephraim, I think that opens up a huge possibility for a lot of units to get refines. Um, with Owen, like you mentioned, I could see that happening to, to Jafar, you know, to, you know, maybe down the line, even though, you know, his refine isn't that good, they can make him stronger and give him, you know, something else. Same goes with Takumi. I mean, they don't have other characters in the game. Takumi does, but, um, you know, that's always a possibility. I, so, and in general, I think this whole uh, change to the pool is, 
you know, it, it's good. It's, you know, I think there are a lot of pros and cons to it. I think for me as a free to play player, and I think for anyone, if you want to look to merge up characters now, that pool of characters that you can easily get has increased substantially. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot more options to be able to play with. You know, you don't have to choose Nino. You don't have to choose Naui or, or female Corrin, you know, like uh, some of these units that we had to play with, uh, Cherche, you know, now uh, you've got a ton of units and a lot of those units have uh, weapon refinings, right? Like Erica is now three star. You have, um, you know, who else? You know, a lot of people, right? So, yeah, well, Roy's going to be available. You mentioned yeah. Com. There's a bunch of units that are going to be available at three stars with refinements. I'm pretty surprised about how willing they were to do that. Seriously, yeah, Raven. They they have a lot of character, lot of characters that are so strong, and, and they're not even bad refinements either for some of those units. Not bad at all. And so, I I'm really I'm really pleased with how IS has been very generous with us. You know, in in the past year and a couple couple months. They've really listened to us and our feedback, and they've really tried to please, you know, please us. And so I, you know, kudos to them. Um, so here, here are my thoughts, too, on this whole change. I wonder since, I mean, since the pool is bigger now for the three and four stars, uh, the, the chances are going to be less that you're, if you're sniping for like a Nino, you know, the chances are going to be less now to get that character. And so if you haven't accumulated enough uh, merges for a project that you're looking for, it might be harder now, um, just, you know, from, from statistics and chance. And I wonder too, and I want to ask you this too, Greps, since the pool, the five-star exclusive pool has been reduced in number, you know, we, we keep the same amount of percentage, right? Uh, three, you know, we start off with the standard 3% chance of getting any uh, five-star character. And so since that pool is lessened, I mean, we do lose out on getting pity broken by characters that we really don't like, you know, and, and, and actually, you know, when you mentioned like Gray and Saber, Leo, all those characters that still kind of serve as a pity breaker rate. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, playing the side of IS, I, I guess that's fair to include a few of those units just to, uh, you know, for their own, you know, monetary benefit, you summon and you get a saber you you have to go in and summon again until you get the, the focus character that you're looking for you know so um i'm grateful that that has been reduced but i i don't know like you know based on chance i was trying to do some calculations beforehand i'm not that good at math but i i wonder if it's going to be harder to get the focus units that you're looking for you know um you know. five-star focus units you mean yeah yeah i mean is, does it change so first off, I should probably call up a loot and ask for some help for some of these, these calculations here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think it's going to make it tougher overall because the rate of getting five-star heroes, assuming that doesn't change, overall it's going to be the same uh, from, from that perspective. The way that it can change things a little bit is that because they've changed the number of five-star units in the general summoning pool, not the focus units, but the mm-hmm. five-star pity-breaking pool, then it's going to make it. It's going to change the odds of whether of how likely you are to get a focus unit within each color if you're sniping for colors. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do all the calculations for this, but in general, the more units that you have in a certain color, the less likely uh, that you are, 
sorry, the more likely you are to get a pity breaker in that color when you're sniping for a focus unit. Mm -hmm. So what it really depends on is the ratio of the number of units in one color versus in the whole five-star summoning pool. Um, and if I'm making any mistakes in this, I'm sure some listeners will point that out, but I, <laughs> sure. I think that's how, how that works there. But I think the red, like the ratios, I don't know how much they changed exactly, but the red uh, summoning pool has always had the most pity breakers in it, and it still retains a lot of pity breakers in it. Uh, it probably gets a little bit easier in the green and the colorless to avoid pity breakers because they've taken just about the same number of units out in all of them, but mm -hmm. those colors just had fewer five-star pity breakers to begin with. But the other side of things, you were mentioning about how it's going to be tougher to build up three and four-star units that we like. And I think that's a, a kind of a downside and like a be careful what you wish for. Right. Um, people have wanted this change to the summoning pool for so long. <laughs> and now if you're trying to pull for Hinata's, for example, and get that, oh, yeah. that fury at, at uh, four stars, then it's going to be harder to do that. And I think uh, that's where these four and five star banners are going to come in from intelligence systems perspective. Yep. That might be why they started those because they knew that they were going to be adding a lot more units to that pool. And if they hadn't done banners like that, then people would really be complaining. I think from the other side of things that now they can't pull the, the three and four star heroes that they want. So get ready to be pulling more to get those three and four star heroes that you want, unless they come. All right, we're back. Sorry, apologize for the, the connection. I'm, I'm going to move my position and see if that helps the connection at all. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think Reps, you, you make a really good point there. Like not even uh, thinking about merges, but just about fodder in general, it's going to be even harder to get. So, um, so yeah, be careful what you wish for. And uh, we're going to probably start seeing more, uh, usefulness out of the four and five star banners so that's pretty interesting. yeah so let's move on to some of the other changes that were announced last night i know some of these things i'm sure some listeners are excited for us to cover so yeah uh one another thing that took effect immediately is some of the changes to the friend list so if you've taken a look at the friend list uh since the version update now you can see your own lead unit in the friend list you can see who it is and all their skills and the way that other people see the unit when they're looking at their friend list. Mm -hmm. You can also see how many uh, friends use your unit in game modes. I imagine that it's only counting rival domains right now. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there, there will be some other game modes where you can use your friends' units as well. Uh, we've also seen the friend cap increase to 100 friends from 50 friends before. And you know, I've noticed I've been getting more friend requests today than I do on most days. So I'm imagining that some people are taking advantage of this uh, new freedom to add some new friends. Yeah. Uh, if there's someone that didn't accept your friend request before, then it might be worth sending another one to them today because maybe they have some open spaces. Do it. Yep. And another thing that you can do is you can easily see the number of friends that you have. You don't have to go through and count. And uh, the game also just kind of randomly suggests different friends that you might want to have. I, I don't think there's any sort of formula that they're using. I think it's just completely random because yeah. they seem to be in all different tiers and all different units. And so I think it's just a, a list of random friends that they're suggesting when you go look at the friend code that you have in the game. Mm -hmm. 
One thing that I really wish that intelligence systems added that I guess we can't quite tell if they've added yet, but they didn't say anything about it, so I'm guessing they haven't, is it would be so nice to see what voting gauntlet teams our friends are supporting on, uh, supporting. So uh, I hope that intelligence systems eventually can add that. And it's kind of a nitpick, but it would be fun to see that in the future. Seriously, that, that'd be an awesome feature too. And and I'm, I'm really excited for all of these changes that they've made to the friend list. I know that it's, it's been stagnant for the longest time. And with the new game modes that are coming out, uh, it's really awesome to see that they're putting those, putting the friend list to play. So, so that is really cool. Uh, moving on, and I, and I agree with all of what you said too. Uh, moving on to another effect that has uh, immediately been put into play is that all Grand Hero Battles, Bound Hero Battles, and the new Legendary Hero banners, uh, Battles cost zero stamina to play going forward. Hallelujah. This is, <laughs> this is awesome. I, for me, from my perspective, it, it might share some of your listeners' perspectives as well. I like to use my stamina potions very sparingly. You know, I, I tend to not use multiple stamina potions in one sit uh, unless it's a Tempest Trial just to get, you know, just to grind all the way through and get those rewards. But for, for me, you know, I, I have barely touched uh, the Grand Hero Battle quests because I didn't want to use a ton of potions to, you know, get those two orbs and, you know, be out of potions by the time Tempest Trials came around. And so I'm, I'm really excited for that. I think the possibilities are, are increased with these new modes. You can, for example, kind of what people do with Arena Assault is that they can test out defensive teams on it. You know, you, you create a team and you auto battle, auto battle it in, in, uh, in Arena Assault and to see how they do, how they work together. You can even do that on GHBs now. And if you wanted to just, you know, throw a Hail Mary and see if a team gets you some orbs with a quest, you can do that now, you know. And so I know that I've spent a lot of stamina potions trying to figure out how to do these GHBs and, uh, you know, I've looked up, you know, spent some hours looking up guides to see what characters other people have used to, to get these orbs. And so I feel like for me, you know, and for everyone, you know, being a free-to-play player, or otherwise, this is a great addition that they've made. Um, yeah, and it'll make uh, completing these quests and just any time that there's a first uh, hero battle to begin with, you know, with all the rewards that they have there, it's going to be a lot easier to get those rewards. So Yeah, I actually kind of wonder, I, you know, I know people re rely on a lot of guides, as you were mentioning, yeah. to complete some of the grand hero battles, especially. There's a lot at stake because you want to get that free copy all the free copies that you can of the heroes with the heroes that you have. So I wonder if people will be more willing to try these battles on their own before going to some of these guides, because there's no consequence for failing at the battle aside from just wasting some time. Exactly. So that'll be interesting to see that. And I know that Phoenix master one and probably some other content creators out there that just keep going and going and going with these free-to-play units until they beat these modes. I'm sure they are so happy about this that now they don't have to use all of their stamina and all of their potions to beat these modes. <laughs> right. 
and potentially orbs too, you know? So Yeah, exactly. I know I think there's one time maybe with a Takumi battle or another one that Phoenix Master One posted in one of his videos that he spent like dozens of stamina potions trying to find a solution that was free to play for people. And <laughs> right. that's just amazing that someone would go through all of that trying to make it work for everybody, or, or it might've been for some of the grand hero battle quests that are really challenging at their infernal difficulty. Right. So I think that's great too. And, you know, uh, there's actually a glitch that a lot of people have pointed out in these game modes. Mm -hmm. By the time this podcast airs, maybe intelligence systems will patch it and it won't be there anymore. But people have been pointing out that now you can go into these game modes that cost zero stamina, these grand hero battles or bound hero battles, and you can either play through them or auto battle them uh, as many times as you want and continuously get hero merit and SP from all of these KOs. Right. So that means you can get infinite hero merit and infinite uh, SP with no cost aside from your own time of doing that. So I know a lot of people are abusing this method at this point. And I think either intelligence systems was really careless with this update or they saw the hero merit and SP farming guides that we released and spent a lot of time thinking about, and they just <laughs> wanted to make them completely useless for right. us. <laughs> spent so much time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I might release a new SP guide, and all it's going to say is that you should just go into the Grand Hero Battles and Bound Hero Battles and abuse them from now on. <laughs> exactly. Just tear apart the foundation. Just that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's pretty much it anymore. I, I assume they're going to fix this at some point because I don't think they want people just abusing this uh, and getting unlimited feathers like that. Oh. It, takes, it takes a lot of effort to do that still, but uh, it's easy to do if you find a team that can auto battle one of these modes. You just keep hitting auto battle and, and repeat. Yeah. So yeah. I think one... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Yeah, I, yeah they, they probably will fix it, but take advantage of it as long as you can, <laughs> right? So... Yeah. And by the time you're listening to this, it might be patched up. So sorry if you missed out on that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think something that a lot of listeners are probably excited to hear some of our opinions are about are some of these new heroes that are getting released at uh, the next reset. Or if you're listening to this after the first day we recorded this, then they'll already be in the game. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. About so it. the there are we, we got a big surprise. We were expecting the three units that IS teased about a month ago to be on a banner. We were expecting Leaf and Nana and Finn to be the three units on the banner. And I know you did a, a podcast about it and we're speculating yeah. and yeah. Intelligent Systems loves throwing us for loops. And <laughs> you're watching the, uh, the Faye channel, if that's where most people probably found out about this. Well, Intelligent Systems had some plans to give us another version of Reinhardt, because why not? Why not? And another version of Olwyn, because uh, they need to make a better version of her compared to the one we already had. Seriously. So the... Oh, sorry. Oh, man. I, I just have to say, like, when I was watching the video and it went black, and <laughs> my voice came in, I got to chill down my spine. I was like, <laughs> what is going on here, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and they announced Reinhardt, and he's, you know, magic is everything. That's famous. He's known for that. And now he's coming out with a sword, and he's telling us about how magic is overrated, and he's going to come <laughs> through and tear us down no matter what weapon they give him. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, so let's uh, let's go through some of these units. We'll just talk a little bit about their skills uh, because the data miners have already figured out um, all of their, their stats and intelligent systems has released information about all of the skills that they'll get. Yeah. So let's start off with Reinhardt. Why not? He's, uh, he's so overpowered in the game already. So he's going to be a cavalry sword unit, and he comes with Meisterschwert as his weapon, which <laughs> other people have pointed out is German for Master Sword. Yep, here comes Link. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably, Link is probably going to be able to inherit the Meisterschwert at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, he'll have 11 might with his weapon and it comes with a penalty of minus five speed. So he's not going to be, uh, doubling anyone from his speed, but of course he doesn't need to because his weapon guarantees him doubles in both player and enemy phase. He's going to be coming with death blow as his a slot skill vantage and a new skill, which is a dual spur skill of attack and defense too. So I think he's gonna be an insanely strong unit, mostly because of his weapon effect. He comes with pretty high attack. And I've heard a lot of people talking about making him this omni quad enemy phase unit by giving him quick repost. He it seems like he would be able to quad any unit that attacks him. Yeah. If you give him distant counter, if you have a Hector lying around, then he's going to be able to quad potentially any unit in the game as long as he survives the battle. So that might be the tough part because his defenses aren't bad but he is going to have some weaknesses to several different heroes in the game. And yeah. my initial instinct, just like the blue mage Reinhardt is that plus attack is going to be really strong on him to take advantage of his double attacks. Right. And I mean, I think his counter will be himself. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't see anybody else around it. You know, you really beef up the original Reinhardt and that's like, the only way to get him, you know, <laughs> he's his own worst enemy. Yeah, he could potentially be quadding himself as blue blue mage Reinhardt could potentially quad red cavalry Reinhardt, who could potentially quad uh, blue mage Reinhardt if he could right. survive the attack. <laughs> they can both ridiculous. quad each other. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous, you know, but. So I think he's going to be really strong. I think a lot of people are going to want to pull for him, and it's going to be how people use him in the game. For sure. And like intelligence systems often does, they released another unit in uh, the red summoning pool that's going to be a focus unit on this banner too. So he'll be competing with Reinhardt, and that's going to be Leaf, who is going to be an infantry sword unit. He comes with light brand, and I know people were speculating, wondering what sort of an effect the light brand might have in Fire Emblem Heroes. So it turns out that it's going to be a legendary weapon with 16 might. It's going to give plus three defense as a stat boost to Leaf. And a really cool effect that it's going to have that I think a lot of people might be underestimating and that I underestimated at first is it's going to give him plus seven damage when his defense is five or more greater than the enemy he's attacking, their resistance. So it's going to compare his defense to the enemy's resistance. Mm -hmm. If his defense is five higher, then he's going to get that plus seven uh, damage. So it's a lot like Murr's built-in effect, which I told you I really like that effect. So I'm excited to see 
how this plays out with Leaf. And, and just to clarify, too, when they say plus seven damage, that means free damage, right? Not necessarily plus seven attack, right? So I think it's going to be plus seven attack. I don't think it's going to be like mm -hmm. a... Uh, like um, like an after combat sort of damage thing. I, I think it's going to be damage that's added onto his attack, more like one of those defiant skills, except without any mm -hmm. conditions uh, with HP. Instead, the condition is comparing his defense to the foe's resistance. Right, because I was I was thinking of it being like a blazing light or growing wind type of thing, where before you go into combat, you deal that seven seven damage before you you know resolve combat. But I don't know. We'll see. So. Yeah, and that could make a difference because people talk about how if you do that damage before combat, you might activate Vantage and other other skills that you don't mean to activate that have HP thresholds with, with that sort of an effect. So I, I hope that it's not like that. It's going to be a lot more powerful if it adds seven more attack. And so Leaf comes with a full kit as well. His A slot skill is Steady Blow. His B-slot skill is a new exclusive skill to him, which is called S-Drink. I guess it's for, like, stamina drink. Must be. And I haven't played Thracia 776, or is that the right number? 776, that right? That is correct, yeah. <laughs> um, but I haven't played that game. I'm guessing most listeners probably haven't either, because I think it's only in Japanese. But I'm guessing that must be some reference to something that he can do in that game. Must be. And in addition to that plus 99 HP that it gives him at turn one, it also gives him a cooldown count of minus one at the beginning of turn one as well. Mm -hmm. So it also, he's going to come with drive attack two as his C slot skill. So I think his weapon has a really interesting effect and we'll have to see what that actually does with the plus seven damage. Mm -hmm. His B-slot skill is very interesting. Uh, I was At first I thought, how is this going to be useful at all? Plus 99 HP doesn't make any sense at turn one because he should be at full HP. Right. But other people have pointed out, well, what about in Tempest Trials or Chain Challenges where you get multiple turn ones on different maps? So I think Leaf is going to be a fantastic unit in Tempest Trials and Chain Challenges, and that minus one cooldown he's going to get is going to happen every time on a new map as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but, that, but he's going to get that in addition on maps like the Arena and other single map modes. He'll still get that cooldown minus one that you might be able to abuse with like Infantry Pulse on another unit. Exactly. That's what I was and Normally, I think that Steady Blow is a pretty bad skill in the game with adding four speed and adding four defense. And normally I'd say, yeah, get rid of that skill. You don't need that on a unit like Leaf. But for him, I think it's a really good skill because he wants to be doubling units, especially if, it gives, if his weapon gives him plus seven attack because he's going to get plus seven attack twice. So that speed that he gets is going to be really helpful. And he's a really fast unit too with his base stats that have been data mined. Mm -hmm. The other thing with the defense is going to be really helpful because it's going to allow him to have more than five defense, more than his foe, uh, than his foe's resistance to enable him to get this plus seven damage. So this is one of those rare times that I think that his base skill is going to be great and steady blow is going to be one that you won't want to replace. I agree. <laughs> And I think that, you know, if you're just thinking about IVs, then plus speed, plus defense are both going to be fantastic IVs for him. He's definitely going to be a very interesting character. I'm, I'm excited for him. 
Yeah, unfortunately, he shares the color with Reinhardt, or maybe fortunately, actually, we, we don't normally have two units that seem really strong that share a color. So yes. maybe if you get pity broken with the other one, if we can even call it pity broken, if you get the one that you didn't want of the two or the one you don't like quite as much, then you still might have a pretty good unit. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with either, so. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so the third unit is going to be Olwyn, and she is a green tome cavalry unit. So she is going to get the weapon called Thunderhead, which is essentially a 14 might blade tome. So it gets one more might than a standard blade tome. It also comes with no cooldown penalty. So it's going to make it easier for her to enable some of her specials. The skills that she comes with are Swift Sparrow, which is a fantastic skill. Yep. Renewal, which we have on a lot of units, but still can be a pretty good skill. Mm -hmm. And Green Tome Experience, which frankly, I don't really care much for the experience types of skills. Uh, maybe some people enjoy using those, but once you get the unit leveled up to level 40, it's pretty much uh, useless in my opinion. And I, so, I share that, yep. Yeah, and so Olwen is going to be really similar stat-wise from what we've seen data mine to Gunthra, uh, who's also a Green Tome Cavalry unit. She's also kind of similar to Nino and Spring Sharina, so I think she's fitting in, in that sort of an offensive uh, Green Tome Cavalry unit that I think is comparable to some of those units. Mm -hmm. And she comes with really high speed, so I think getting a plus speed IV is going to be really beneficial, especially with a Blade Tome for her. Yeah, this is yeah, this is really exciting to see Olin kind of come out of the dark and have a version of herself that is very com um, competitive. So, so I'm excited, and the fact that she doesn't share a color with anyone too that's that's great. I would definitely <laughs> shoot for her, you know. Yeah, and then the fourth unit on this banner is Nana, who, as people expected, is a cavalry healer. That's nice. So it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to get our fourth Cavalry Healer yeah. in the game. She's going to come with Absorb Plus, which uh, is nothing too special. It's unfortunate they didn't give her something uh, either exclusive or something uh, a little bit different from what we already have in the game. She also comes with a new skill, a healing skill, uh, Restore Plus, which heals 50% of her attack to another unit. And it combines like sort of like a halfway, like a half measure uh, harsh command effect of neutralizing debuffs and negative status effects like gravity, uh, that it's gonna change those effects and neutralize them, but it won't be like harsh command and actually turn those into benefits for the unit. Mm -hmm. So I think this could be an interesting skill in the game. Uh, it's gonna be more interesting if Nana drops to four stars after this banner. But uh, and you might be able to give that skill to some other units in the game. But her attack is really low based on what we've seen data mine. So I just, you know, just in terms of healing 50% of her attack, it's not going to be a huge amount. Um, the, the skills that she's going to come with are Heavenly Light, which I think is a really great assist. Or is, yeah, that's the, uh, the special skill that she has. I think that's a great skill for a lot of different healers in the game. She gets plus speed and res, which is a skill we've already seen in the game from Spring Elise. And then we've also seen that she's going to have drive defense too, which is a nice skill in the game as well. Yep. 
Nana is going to be the fastest healer in the game or Tide is the fastest healer in the game with Maria and Bride Win. But really her other stats aren't notable at all. Her attack is pretty average and her defensive stats are pretty average as well. But she is a cavalry unit. So I think that's part of why we see that. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, just my thought too, with that, um, I was looking up Nana's uh, restore effect too. And it mentions in the text that she neutralizes effects, like you said, gravity and counterattack as well. And so, mm-hmm. so that prevent counterattacks, I should say. So that, that would be like dazzling staff, right? And, and those kinds of effects. So, uh, so I don't, I think it would, uh, it would after this, I think after that maybe has taken effect, it might work. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work, Yeah, but I- thinking of it in terms of like candlelight from from bride win is what i was thinking about right that after she attacks you that that status is on you for the rest of the turn mm-hmm. so you might be able to get to use that on your unit and, and neutralize that effect and make it that they can counter attack again but i'm not sure how that's going to work yeah um with dazzling staff in particular right it'll be interesting to see if like nana is just immune basically to that kind of effect or not you know so so there aren't many new skills on this banner like i i'm not too excited about this banner from a fodder perspective right the only new new uh, skills that might be able to be inherited are spur attack and defense which is okay uh it might have some uses restore plus which i guess we'll have to see how good that turns out to be on nana and then green tome experience, which neither of us are all that interested in. But I'm curious, from your perspective, do you think you're going to be pulling on this banner? Do you have any units that you're really going to be going for over other ones? Yeah, I mean, you know, from my perspective, it this is an awesome banner, first of all. I think this is one of the better banners that we've seen recently. Um, and, and my philosophy, you know, approaching summoning, uh, especially on these 3% uh, banners, was to usually just do the free circle and call it good. Um, some things that motivate me to pull for a banner like this one would be to get an arena bonus unit. And I, I mean, I'm not quite there yet where I can stay in tier 20 constantly. And so it, I mean, the, the, the appeal for pulling for an arena bonus unit is not there for me right now. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they've given us a, a bunch of orbs, recently and so i i might be tempted to go ahead and pull uh i might just wait and see if they give out another event calendar like they have done in the past to see when the legendary hero hero banner is going to come out um i know there have been talks about golden week right and and i'm sure you're familiar with that as well Mm -hmm. with um how last year they i guess they didn't really advertise it as being golden week but they did have the hero fest there and so i wonder I'm just going to throw out a speculation there too. I, I think it'd be interesting if they did for the hero fest type of golden week banner, if they had just legendary heroes on it um, and that I, I would be totally excited for that. So I could pull for legendary Ephraim as well as Gunthra or, you know, someone else. And so I, I think I will wait. I, I'm going to be patient at this time and just, you know, do my uh, free poll uh do the whole circle and wait and see if they announce anything uh, until I, you know, invest in it a little bit more. But 
We'll see. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that about the legendary heroes because I thought the same thing. I, I had I was had the same prediction. Yeah, that they're going to have a banner of four legendary heroes either at the end of April or the beginning of May. And I've seen a few other people on Reddit speculate about that as well. So I think the reason that I think that maybe that you were thinking that too, is that last year's golden week was amazing with the units that we got with Hector, Takumi, Azura, and Ryoma. Yeah. And I think the only way that intelligent systems can come close to matching the hype and the excitement of that first golden week banner is with those legendary heroes giving them to us at a much easier rate than we can get them on those legendary banners. Right. I know that whales would love to get plus 10 versions of those to score highly in arena and arena assault and get as high up as they can. And I know free to play players that maybe haven't been fortunate enough to pull some of those units would finally be willing to spend some orbs and, and try for some of those heroes or, or spend some more orbs trying to get those heroes. And, you know, just, uh, it, coming up with these some of these new game modes we're going to need some of these heroes and we need them in some ways for some of the blessed gardens quests to make those easier too so yeah uh, i think i think it's going to be a good chance that we might see that uh, alternatively we might just see like a normal hero fest with some really good units yeah and that wouldn't be bad either no i definitely you know i i would take that any day as well uh the opportunity to get some good units there so so yeah, I I think it's I know you're going to summon for it. I know that you want to keep your uh, your roster full, <laughs> so you'll have to let me know how that goes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we are approaching an hour into the show. I know. I mean, and there's so much to talk about. Uh, Greps, I want to know what since uh, we are on your time schedule, what you would like to talk about next. I know that I we we need to mention the other two units. You know, we have Finn who's going to be a Tempest Trial reward. Um, I th- he's going to be a Lance Cavalry unit with a Brave Lance. And so he's, I, I, I feel like I briefly looked at his stats too. He's comparable to Oscar, but with that Brave Lance set, just like Abel. So it'll be very interesting. And, you know, it's been mentioned before that the Lance Cavalry um, uh, pool is very saturated. And so, I mean, it'll be cool for those people who like Finn to get him, I guess. But I guess he's nothing really to write home about and then we also get Sias uh, as a grand hero battle event an infantry blue mage uh, basically a blue version of Arvis uh, from what I understand his war gods tome has the same effect as Arvis and so um, I've really enjoyed using Arvis myself I, I feel like even with just one copy of him at five stars he has served me well in arena assault and in other game modes and so I'm looking forward to that. So, <laughs> but any, any thoughts there before we continue? Oh, uh, no, let's go on. Let's, I want to try, like, we should try to get through the rest of the updates and maybe um, for some of these updates that aren't as notable or, or things that are just a little bit like smaller changes, maybe we can just summarize some of the changes. And uh, I, I think maybe for the new game mode, when we talk about that, maybe it's worth having another podcast either with both of us, or uh, if time doesn't work out, I'd, you know, I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on another podcast mm-hmm. about the new game mode. Uh, maybe when we have a little bit more time to go into that. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. I think that will be a very, a very interesting podcast there. So we'll, We'll save that for another time. Let's do that. Yeah, so let's just go through a quick rundown. Uh, we won't do quite as much analysis for the rest of this stuff, but yeah. we'll just uh, just give some quicker impressions about the rest of these changes. 
I think, we, you know, some of these things we've already talked about are some of the bigger things anyway. Right. But so the next thing we'll talk about, which is going to start at the next reset, is a second round of Grand Hero Battle Elite Quests and a new rotation, a weekly rotation of seven heroes. And this is actually something that I called uh, a couple months ago when we saw the first rotation and it was missing a lot of units that we already had in the game. I thought that intelligence systems might do this. Right. So it's we're going right. to see, <laughs> yeah, we're going to see Legion, Clarice, Burkut, Valter, Arvis, Zephiel, and Camus. Did you know that Camus is the correct pronunciation of, of that hero's name? <laughs> well, if we had any doubt, we found out yesterday, so... <laughs> This is sometimes the only way that we know how heroes' names are pronounced is with these Fey channels. Yeah, it's true. funny. Yeah. <laughs> but so all of these, these heroes are going to be coming out in the weekly rotation. They're going to come with a new set of daily quests that are going to last for a year. And I think this is awesome to be getting Camus back. Uh, we're probably going to be getting a free copy of each of these units uh, at four stars, which is really nice. We should be getting two new copies of Camus, one through the Elite Quests and one through completing the Infernal Mode. And that's assuming you haven't already beaten his Grand Hero Battle last year. If you haven't done that, you should get another two copies, if I'm not mistaken, of Camus as well. Yep. So that'll be really nice. Yeah, super nice. I'm guessing we'll get some orbs and some new blessings from all of these quests. And the data miners actually found that these new quests are not gonna be emblem type of quests like the first set were, but these are going to be blessing type of quests. So you need to use legendary heroes, all of the same blessing type as uh, different heroes that you have to confer blessings on them. Ooh, so for example, you might use legendary Ephraim with three other units that have a water blessing, or sorry, a fire blessing on them. And you're gonna have to beat these grand hero battles in lunatic or harder with just water blessing heroes. And I think that's gonna make it really tough. For sure, I mean, tougher than it already is. And so, yeah, thank goodness once again that the stamina has been reduced to zero, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think it'll be exciting to try those. And those were really fun, a fun set of quests the first time around because of how difficult they were. They couldn't be just completed like in one attempt. So I'm looking forward to those. Uh, do you want to go into the orb packs that Intelligent Systems teased in Fey Channel? Yeah, so similar to what we had in the past with the Black Knight orb package, we're going to have monthly orb packages available now. So this first one, starting April 12th, and that runs until the 25th. Looks like it costs uh, 10 bucks or, you know, 9.99. Uh, gives you 21 orbs and 6,000 feathers. And you did mention it was interesting that it would take about 100 orbs to summon heroes and to send home for, uh, to get enough, um, you know, heroes sent home to get 6,000 feathers. And so that is a sweet deal there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and I like what they're doing there. I... I really appreciate that they are reaching out uh, and, you know, sending these, these packages, especially like with the black Knight for those who didn't get him through a grand hero battle or, or Tempest trials, I should say. Um, it's really nice for me. Like, I don't, are you going to go for this deal? Yeah. I, I you know, I spend money in the game anyway, so yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to get a little bit of a better deal. 
and getting an orb pack where you get some feathers is nice too. But um, do you think, are you tempted to do this or do you think you might be if they put some better like things other than just 6,000 feathers on these packages? Yeah, I think that is what will tempt me. I, I feel like with the groove that I'm in right now with, you know, getting my free to play orbs right now and my feathers, you know, using your hero merit guide right now is, has been awesome. Um, I feel I feel okay not going for the package right now, but I would be tempted if they include, especially like five star exclusive characters. I don't know if they would do that. Um, I don't know if that goes against the whole gotcha game code that they follow, but I would be definitely tempted to to spend some money to get a five star character that I don't have. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so good luck to all the free-to-play players out there. If you're trying not to spend money, I think Intelligent Systems really wants you to spend a couple bucks on the game and, and get you into spending. So look out. Look out. <laughs> um, so why don't we just touch on just a little bit about the new game mode, and we won't go into all the details about it now, but we can share more of our thoughts maybe on a new podcast, or, or you can if uh, our times don't overlap in the next couple days. Right. But so this new game mode was announced, which is really exciting. It's called Grand Conquests. It's going to start on April 13th and last for six days. Uh, it's going to, auto the game is going to automatically split everybody up into groups of 600 players. And then it's going to further split you up into three different teams of 200 players in the game, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. So 200 players will be on Anna's team, 200 on Sharina's team, 200 on Alphonse's team. Uh, finally, Anna is getting a little bit of love in the game, and we don't have Fjorm taking over her spot here. <laughs> right. Uh, so it sort of looked to me like we're almost playing like Fire Emblem Heroes Risk, uh, yeah. based on how they were they were showing it uh, if anybody is a risk player out there definitely but you're going to get one play per hour and it's going to use the rival domains larger maps it's going to have forts and camps that you try to take over it's going to divide battles up into two hour segments that doesn't mean that each battle is going to take two hours of gameplay but it's like two hours that each battle will last sort of like voting gauntlets has like different um, time frames for each round there but on top of that, we're going to have three two-day rounds, uh, very similar to Voting Gauntlets, too. Mm -hmm. Like different maps and different rounds on these different days. Uh, it's going to come with new rewards and a new tier system that we'll know more about in a couple of days. But it looks like it's going to reward different refining stones, badges, orbs, and uh, more plays in the game mode itself. I'm looking forward to the quest that they're going to add and, and getting all of these rewards. Uh, it looks like it comes with 20 bonus orbs that they're going to be giving to everybody on April 13th, which is awesome. Seriously. And we'll see how this new game mode turns out, but uh, definitely interested in talking a little bit more about it, maybe when it's released on April 13th with you. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this too, to be able to kind of dive into it. Uh, I'm really happy that they are improving or progressing with the Rival Domains thought. I thought that was an awesome addition to the game. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this too. So yeah. And then um, let, let's not forget that we have another Tempest trial uh, scheduled for April 21st. And that's when you, you can get Finn. It looks like uh, also from the data mine that mage, the mage Reinhardt, the original Reinhardt is going to be the boss. And I, I just learned that I, 
I heard talks of it, but I guess Reinhardt was the boss or a boss in Thracia 776. So that's interesting. I thought he was a good guy, but. Um, yeah, I had no idea about that either. Yeah, seriously. But uh, so one thing that I think is awesome that they've made a few changes to, uh, to Tempest Trials as a whole, they basically made it into just a mini. And so uh, it's only going to last a, sorry, I don't know if you heard my cat there, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to last a week only. Uh, the the uh, amount of uh, points that you can get will be reduced to, I, I believe it's 50,000, um, just like a mini, uh, to, in order to get all the rewards that they offer. You can get more, of course, to, to tear up, but... Um, yeah, I think you're right about that. I think that is, uh, I think that's what they're planning for that. Yeah. Um, all units, not just bonus units, will get stat boosts uh, in the first two battles of the day. So that's going to be really good if you're looking for some extra SP or, or XP on those units and to be able to do like a Lunatic 7 um, all the way through with a, with a team to get that, that HM. Um, I think, and they will change the cost of the stamina to 10 to 15, uh, 15 for lunatic modes for sure, which is awesome. So you can uh, spend less stamina and get more hero merit and, and more rewards. Oh, they're, they're still messing up my, my guides here. Another way that they're messing up my guides by changing the stamina for all these modes. Come on, IS. Seriously, they just, they, they took a listen and were like, no, man, we got to keep these guys on their game. So. <laughs> <laughs> But in, in all, like, you know, we can, we can, we can change our guide, but I am really, really uh, happy for this change. I feel like Tempest Trials has always kind of dragged out that last week, you know, and so it's going to be quicker. We're going to get our rewards faster and it's, it's going to be a good time. So any thoughts there? Well, I think they took, IS took uh, people's feedback into consideration here. And it's almost like we're getting Tempest Trials minis from here on out. They're now calling them Tempest Trials Plus. So I don't know if that means that we might go back and forth or what, but mostly I'm just hoping that it doesn't cost us 20,000 hero feathers to upgrade from Tempest Trials to Tempest Trials Plus. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I think that they're doing this now because they have so many other game modes that they don't have to rely on Tempest Trials taking up so much time in the game. Yeah, and it really, I mean, for me being a casual player, it keeps me interested, you know. Every week it almost seems like there's going to be a new event, whether it be Tap Battles, whether it be Tempest Trials. And it just keeps me hooked and keeps me wanting to play more. So, so good for them. Yeah, and then let's just go over just a couple of last changes uh, yeah. that we noticed in the notes. So a lot of these things weren't mentioned in Fate Channel. Some of them were, though. Uh, for one, uh, Intelligent Systems mentioned that they're setting up uh, the infrastructure of the game to allow for colored bows. So we're going to see red <laughs> bows, blue bows, and green bows added to the game. So I think this is puzzling. I don't think people were expecting this. No. And it will be interesting to see how this influences the game. Yeah, I, I mean, if they change, I don't know if they are going to change the bow units that we have now to be different colors, or if they're going to focus on, kind of like with female Robin, the Grima version, with her being a colorless dragon, or if they're just going to release units from now on with uh, different uh, colors of bows, 
I think it'd be really cool if that first character could be Wrath. I know that he is on your wish list, so. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Well, yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to do that too. Maybe, I, I think they might release some different bows that are similar to bows we already have in the game. Mm. And maybe they'll let people use Divine Dew or Refining Stones in the future to change the, the colorless bow to a colored bow, potentially. Yeah. I think Intelligent Systems really needs a way to continue to make use of Refining Stones. I don't know, you know, based on how many you've got and how many weapons you want to refine, but I find myself getting a little bit lower down on the list of heroes that I really care about upgrading their weapons. Mm -hmm. And so I think they need to add something new because they keep adding legendary weapons into the game on new heroes. So there aren't many new ways to be refining weapons. So I think this could be an idea from intelligent systems to get people really interested in using refining stones on some new weapons or some new units that are coming out in the game. Oh, definitely. And the implications of this being, being uh, with what they have done to dragon stones as well as bows now kind of just reversing the color scheme that they started with, like what else could they do? Could they change daggers? Could they change stabs, you know, staves? I, I think we are definitely going to see daggers. I don't know about staves as much, but because daggers are just such bad, uh, such a bad weapon type in the game, yeah. that something that could really give them a boost is giving them the color advantage over units. Yeah. So we have better daggers in the game now. Not all of them are inheritable. Not all of them are in the summoning pool. But I think that if they get a color, then at least they could have like potentially KO some units in the game, as opposed to basically being used just for chip damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You throw on a, a triangle adept on them, and they could, they could, you know, pack a punch. And and I feel like that that applies to the bow characters as well. You know, with the change that they're making now, because I mean, you see Brave Lynn and you see Bridal Cordelia, but that's about it. Like, I, I feel like this is a great way to include a lot of the bow characters uh, and make them better if they do go down that route and make refined weapons that are applicable to these uh, bow units. So. So very interesting. I'm very interesting, uh, interested to see what they do with this, you know. And um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, the last few things that they've changed aren't quite as exciting as that. But they have updated the skill descriptions in the game. Uh, like they've translated them a little bit better into English. So hopefully, you know, I, I haven't like quite been able to tell the differences yet. But I know some people are pointing those things out on Reddit yeah. and in other videos. So it'll be interesting to see if that changes anybody's understanding of what these effects do in the game, mm -hmm. now that they clarify things a little bit. Uh, they also have these new little banners, and it, it's uh, just like little, almost like advertisements that pop up on the main screen in your castle. And it comes up with different game news. It'll tell you when new game modes are available without having to click on or tap on the uh, board, the news board in the game. So those things, I know some people are kind of annoyed by those, but they do seem to go away after you clear the new game mode or after you use uh, your free summon uh, on a new banner that's released in the game. Yeah. We also have the hero merit cap was increased to 5,000 now. So I was a little surprised at how soon that came after the most recent upgrade. Yeah. But that means we're going to get a lot more hero merit uh, potentially if you have units up against the cap right now. 
And a few new updates that will, uh, one that is already here is that we have a new squad assault mode and a new speed uh, plus speeds type of seal that you can get by completing the mode. You know, I don't know what they're gonna do after this next squad assault. There's only one more. Uh, we get a plus attack seal on the next one, presumably. And then we'll have four copies of all of those stat boosting seals. Yeah. They're going to have to think of something new because I, for one, don't really care about having five of the same seal because we can only put four units out at one time. And I don't put five of the same type of seal out on uh, rival domains or game modes that require uh, yeah. more than four <laughs> units. <laughs> exactly. So it, it'll be nice to see if they do change some, some seals up there. So. And then the last thing is that uh, at the next reset or on Wednesday, depending on when you listen to this podcast, we'll get a new story chapter. So chapter seven is coming out. And I know a lot of people have been really into the, the story plot line and we'll have to see what happens. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't seem like anything like notable is happening in the story plot that's going to give us access to anything new uh, as far as I have seen in the data mine. So uh, I know people have speculated on whether we'll get the Asker trio to get new refinements based on the story plot. And it doesn't look like that's uh, in the game at the moment. Right. I guess we'll have to wait and see if the story takes us there, but yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying the story a lot more. I think they've gone uh, a lot more in depth with the writing, you know, with the character development and things like that. I and mean, it's a, it's a phone game. It's not supposed to be like the original Fire Emblem games where a story is key, but um, I've been enjoying it and I, We'll take those 20 orbs and spend them as I wish. So that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And I, I love that when these updates come out, we just get so much information. We just get barraged and we have to, you know, the, just the fact that we have to do a podcast like this, trying to explain to people what's going on. Right. Uh, I don't think you have that in most games where people are excited, but also like so overwhelmed by all of the new things that it's even worth doing something like this. So hopefully this helps clarify some of the new things that will be coming in the game pretty soon for everybody. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we didn't make too many mistakes based on what <laughs> actually happens in the game, but I'm excited for all of the new changes and, and we'll see how this comes up. I am super excited as well. I love how, how IS is doing this. They, they really bring the community together and, and bring us all into one uh, you know, and we have to like, we have to do something like this to be able to really wrap our heads around it. So, um, so yeah, this is going yeah, to complain for like, uh, 60 days in a row between Faye channels. Right. And then we get to be excited for about a week. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, then we get to be back to being upset about not content and not getting enough rewards. So, uh, right. I'm sure the cycle will repeat again and again. But that, that is the way it goes, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, cool. Um, so Greps, do you have any final thoughts on this Faye channel before we sign out today? No, I'm excited about all the, all the changes. I'm excited to dig into all these new game modes, or the new game mode and all these, these new changes. And, you know, I'm looking forward to if we get a chance to do a podcast about this new game mode soon. Uh, if yep. you'll have me back for that, and if uh, maybe some other podcasts down the road, I'd be excited to join you. And I know we had to speed things up a little bit at the end for listeners here, but I think we've also gone on for a while now. So if you've made it all the way in uh, like an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast, then thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for listening. And yes, 
Greps, we will definitely collaborate and I think we will uh, expand our work together in the future. So um, thank you once again for being here and thank you everyone for listening. I just wanna make one more reminder of the survey that's going out. Uh, check for it on the link to the show descriptions here or go ahead to Reddit and you can look up myself at you slash theologist. And you can also look up Grepstein at you slash Grepstein if you want to follow him there. And um, I think with that, we will sign out and we'll catch you guys later. Yeah, happy summoning. See you, everyone. Yeah.